Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe. Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. You guys know what it is. Detroit's number one sports podcasting network where we believe in the Detroit Lions. And by the end of this episode, so will you. I- I'm fired up today. We-, we, got- we got a special show. I mean, it's always a special show right here on Believe in Lions because we got the one and only Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. But this week... We also got somebody else. That's my buddy Grifka. He goes by one name. He, he He's co-host with me on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. He's a lifetime Lions fan. Uh, he's coming on the show to chat it up a little bit and to talk to Benny Blades, one of his favorites over the years for the Lions. So, Benny, I ask you this every week, but how you doing this week? Derek, you know I ain't doing good this week, man. <laughs> You're always doing the wonderful. GM, what do you mean? No, no. Derek, the GM was right. I'll tell you after our commercial break, but the GM was right, the player was wrong, and I'll tell you after the break how much you were right. Oh my goodness! I'm, I'm so gl- I'm so glad we got that on record, Benny, because that may be the yeah. first time you said I'm right all year. I love it. Yeah. It's about time. Well, I know, but I'm I'm not doing good. Not doing good at all. And, and my co-host on my other show where we serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid and we talk Lions twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, a buddy of mine for a good 15 years or so now, he's live and die with the Lions, always been a fan, sometimes a little negative, but he, he, he rides and dies with the team. And, and he told me way back before we started this show, man, you know, one of my favorite players of all time, Benny Blades. And here he is on the show getting ready to talk to him today. I'm going to let these guys loose, talk to him. Benny Blades might have to rile him up. Grifka, how you doing this week? I, I don't want to give you the, the Kool-Aid cast, but I'm doing good. I'm doing better than good. I'm getting a chance to talk to one of my favorite players of all time, even when he was at the U number 36 lane that hits on people. It is an honor and a privilege to be sitting here talking with you and Mr. Benny Blades. Absolutely, man. Tremendous that you're here. You might have to keep your head on a swivel on this show, just like many receivers did back in the day coming across the middle, because Benny will light you, light you up, and he might light me up like he does weekly on the show. But, Benny, before we get into our topics, we're going to talk a little bit about Tampa Bay. Ugh. We're going to talk a little bit about the you. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then we're going to let Grifka loose to ask some questions and you guys to chop it up a little bit. But before we do that... We got to talk about betonline.ag. I mean, one of our great sponsors. I mean, Benny, how's the pay window looking recently with betonline.ag? Well, I tell you what, I'm going to go and take a collection from everybody on the Detroit Lions because they ought to get Benny Blades their check. Don't even go to the pay window. Bring that over that check over to me so I can go bet on. On, 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 on AG. Bet online because I'm putting all the money this week against somebody else. I think that's a good idea, Benny. I tried to warn you last week. You didn't listen to me. We'll get into that in a moment. But Grifka, have you have you taken a crowbar and creaked open that wallet of yours at all and went to betonline.ag? I mean, you think you're putting any money down on the lines these days or what? Um. Th- I go to bet online like that, but the only thing I do is bet the over all the time on the game with the Lions. I'm not picking a win or loss. I'm just always picking the over since the defense decides they don't feel like showing up anymore. Oh my goodness, we uh, we'll get to that. I, I put online they were going to get 40 to 50. The Tampa Bay dropped 47 on the Lions, but you got to go visit betonline.ag. You could take the over, you could take the under, you could take the Lions. We kind of suggest at this point in the season you take the opponent, but you definitely got to go check betonline.ag. Everybody take a quick listen to our sponsor. We'll be right back. 
The wait is finally over. Football is back. I mean, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Now, if you want to go big this year, put your money on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you heard it here first, right on Believe in Lions. That's the way to go in 2020. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Everybody, we're back from the break. Uh, thank you so much for listening, for heading over to betonline.ag, as well as, like I say, this will be a special show. Um, we got one more game left in the season, talk some football, but we're also going to get uh, a, a real true fan of the Lions, my buddy Grifka, like I say, he goes by one name, and uh, Benny, who also goes by one name, chatting it up, talking football, so that should be good. But, fellas, before we get to that, Benny, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so, Benny. You tried to tell us at the end of the show that the Lions were going to rise up and win this football game. And I told you you're going to drop 40 or 50. They dropped 47. I couldn't have been more right. This was an embarrassing loss. Tom Brady had played the whole game. They might have scored 60-plus. This thing just got out of hand from the get-go. Well, why was I so correct, and why were you so wrong on this game, sir? Please let me know. I can't wait to hear this. You love the fact that I have to tell you you were right. Oh, it's a a good day here on the show. Okay. (laughs) Derek, I could not have been so embarrassed by the performance. I mean, it was absolutely. They should have just mailed it in and said, you know what? We don't even want to play today. We're going to let Tom Brady throw the any receiver he wants to because they're going to be open. I mean, it was just, I said, are you guys kidding me? Are you, I think my youth league team could have went out and at least, you know, gave a, a better challenge than, than, than what, what my defense did. I mean, I, I, you had me riled up last week saying that the defense at least was going to, hold the GOAT to at least less than 35 points. Oh, my. Derek, I don't even want to talk about this game anymore. I just want to let the people know that you were right and I was wrong. And I humbly, you know, express my sincere apologies to the Lion fans who had to watch that. It was horrible. Horrible. So let's just move on to another subject. <laughs> this wasn't a game you could blame it on. Oh, we didn't have our coaches. Oh, Matt Stafford went out of the game with another injury here on the first, what, third, fourth play of the game. This was a game where Tom Brady went for 348 and four tutties and a half. Uh, Chase Daniel played a half and, and got 86 passing yards. Uh, we didn't do anything on offense. We didn't do a damn thing on defense because they were just throwing it wherever they wanted. Uh, we, we had slow guys like Leonard Fournette juking out our, our linebackers. I, I just got nothing to pull from this game positive whatsoever. And like I said, I knew they were going to drop points. And you were like, oh, they're going to they, they're gonna win this game. And I'm like, Benny, I've been watching this defense now for too long. Like, I was hoping it was going to turn around. I B-L-E-A-V in the Lions regardless. But I knew this was going to get ugly. Grifka, are you with me? I mean, I know you, you've you been calling this defense out for a while, too, and you love to point it out when this team doesn't play well. They dang sure didn't play well last uh, Saturday. This was an embarrassment. Yeah, that game was uh, sickening to watch. At one point early in the in the first quarter, after they scored, Tampa Bay scored as quick as they did, I like texted my buddies, and I'm like, but Tampa Bay may have the over by halftime is what mm-hmm. I actually texted them. 
<laughs> betonline.ag they're helping you out there but uh yeah it was out of hand and like i was shocked tom brady didn't come out i thought for sure i mean he's on pace to what probably break the touchdown record seven eight touchdowns in that game um didn't even didn't even bother to come out and it didn't get any better in that second half so that that, that was tough to watch I, i'm with benny we can go ahead and move on i'd like to say we can move on to better subjects but we got one other topic we got to talk about before we uh let, let grifka fire off some questions and that's this benny we got to talk about that you baby benny what happened in that in that in that uh, bowl game there i i even tried to watch it after i got done with my other stuff i i put it on the old uh the old youtube Derek is really, and really, it. Really, what happened Griffin, you see this? Derek is really trying to rile me up this week, baby. No, yeah, uh, he, he he does that a lot. It's it's all about the you. That's what I'm trying to give you your time. I mean, they 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 were getting trounced, Benny, like 21 nothing, and then they came okay. back, and then it was close, and then they they crumbled at the end. What happened? Well, the good thing for me, I I didn't get to watch the first quarter. Okay. I was taking care of business. I got home and it was 28 to crap house. Right. Are you kidding me? What happened? But see, I always told you if a blade is not in the secondary, <laughs> bad things happen. Didn't I tell you that? You did. I told you that. Yep. I did tell you that. Like now, you told me. <laughs> it's 28 crap. I says, okay. Then my quarterback, Mr. King, goes down and throws a nice pass. To Brevin Jordan, okay, you know, maybe we're trying to do a little something. Good tight end. Yeah, but then he gets hurt. Huh? Well, to to his defense, I really didn't know if Nikosi was going to do as well as he did in that game. So I got to give him an A for effort. Nikosi, he played just as about as superb as he can play i mean we had a couple of drop balls uh down in the fourth quarter i really thought it should have been catchable balls that would have you know got us in the scoring positions so i mean even though my my canes went down and and, and with defeat I'm, I'm i'm still love them and i still say the lions need a hurricane on the team we haven't won We've had a hurricane. We just fight to the end no matter what. We, we fight, we fight, we fight. Benny, let, let me ask Griffith something real quick. Griffith listens to the show every week as well as many other people do. They all enjoy it. They love when you're telling your stories. They love when you're making me laugh and just uh, saying great things. But Griffith, when you listen to the show, is it just me or, or has Benny been kind of waning off on his canes the last couple weeks? <laughs> try to give him his time to talk about him. I try to ask about him. He's kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really as dialed in, you know, my, my nephew not playing, like they're not playing that good. I mean, do you think he still B-L-E-A-V believes in the Canes or what? What do you what? think, Grifka? Are you kidding me? I got a tattoo of the Canes, baby. <laughs> he's, he's got love for him. He just realizes they're, they're, they're not that great. So, uh, <laughs> they, they started out so good, though, Benny, and then they just didn't come through. So, I mean, like I say, I like to give you your time. I mean, I, you mentioned to me every all the time that it's all about that you. So, like, I was just checking in. I wanted to give you your time for the for the, the playoff game. I mean, are they going to win a national title next year or, or no? Probably no. <laughs> Hello? You love when I'm speechless, right? You're still there. <laughs> Until we get the cockiness and the bravado back <laughs> and that swag to where I don't care, I'm going to punch you in your eye. I'm, it don't matter. Give me the 15 as long as it counts. We got to get that back, okay? When I look at teams like Clemson, I'm not even say Ohio State didn't play but five games. I don't know how the heck they're in the playoffs. But anyway, I look at Alabama. See, those teams, all they do is retool. That's how the Canes were back in the 80s and the early 2000s. All we did is just reload year after year. 
you got to get that dog back in you. We're starting to come back, but you got to get those kids from the inner city in the projects from down here. That ain't got nothing to lose. Those makes those kids make the best, best, absolute best football players. They ain't got nothing to lose. Because if it don't work out, they're going back what? To poverty anyway. So let me punch you in your eye while I'm out here and be done with it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Benny, let me ask you this. We got to get your canes figured out, get them turned around. We got to get the lions turned around. G- give me a couple sentences, a couple main topics, how we're going to get both those programs fixed. I- I'm curious how you going to get them turned around, both teams. Well, I just told you how I'm going to get my, my hurricanes turned around. Okay. See, Taking I, 15s I love... and being undisciplined. And, and no, no, no. no hey, 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 hey. It don't matter because I, I look around the whole NCAA. There are a lot of programs are undisciplined, and they don't talk about them. But the minute the hurricanes now become undisciplined, oh, there they go. Now they'll thug you again. It don't matter, baby. As long as you're winning, people don't really care what you do as long as you're winning. You putting up them Ws, they don't care. If I hang you by the by over on the bleachers, they don't care. You won. <laughs> Boosters spend money for winners. They don't spend money where we almost won today. That ain't what they do. So we got to start back recruiting South Florida. That's number one we have to do as a hurricane. Start back recruiting South Florida. Our third-tier players here in South Florida are better than one uh, – well, they, well, now they call them five-star players somewhere else. Don't say the Big Ten, Benny. Don't go on your Big Ten No, 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 no. Hey, hey. We, Everybody knows you hate the Big Ten. That's okay. No, don't – stop telling people I hate the Big Ten. <laughs> I told you, you know, I just don't like when you play five games and they put you in the national championship. Nah, well, we do don't that. like that either because of who did that and who's going yeah. to, to the game. But, uh, like, uh, let me – did you talk to Mr. Reed yet? Did we get that game between the U and, and the University of Michigan? Uh, is that going down anytime soon? Did you work that out yet? Oh, no, I, I love it because I got a meeting with him right when the new year starts, Derek. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I was going to say, we got to get you in some homes, Benny, and do some some recruiting. We need you in there. That, that'd get them turned around. Just just send Benny Blades to the door. Think about what happened. Now, who do we have the first game next year right out the gate? Alabama. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to turn out. I don't know if that's going to turn out too well for them Canes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we'll be able to play this after that week. All right, so so you're gonna get talent. What are you gonna do for the Lions? And then and then we gotta get Grifka back in here to to ask you about your glorious playing days because I can't wait to hear that. What what the Lions gotta do to get this thing fixed? Stop the the bleeding. The first thing we got we gotta do is we gotta you know maybe maybe yeah you just maybe think about something. Maybe I gotta call Chris over the Lions complex and tell (laughs) the first thing. They need to do is hire Lewis Riddick as the GM. That way, we can get my man Salah as the head coach. Okay, so, so that's your combo, huh? Things, there you go. Those are things that I want to happen. Okay, we're just talking about what Benny Blaze wants from the Lions. Now, once you do that, because Lewis Riddick as being a former player and a guy who's been around front offices and everything, I still think he knows how to evaluate talent. Yeah, that's very important. Very important. And so we won't we won't have guys that are that are <laughs> been in the league three, four years and they really haven't produced. And back in my day, what do we call those? Those are bust. You know, you <laughs> Got to be able to come in and produce. I'm sorry, you know this is this is not, you know we're not playing marbles, we're not playing tiddlywinks, we're playing <laughs> professional football. You got to come and produce. So, you know let, let's get those two things sold up first. And here's what you got me doing, Derry. You got me scouting other colleges now because you want to talk about a draft show. 
So you got me doing my homework now, Derek. That's one thing you got me doing. That's good. I like that. I, you, you've been you've been talking all quiet here on the show. You just ramped up the the hype there the last couple seconds. Uh, I thought we were losing you there. I thought you were waning out on the show. I couldn't barely no. even hear you. Now, now I got the Benny Blades all ramped up, and you're looking at draft prospects. Now we're talking, Benny. I did a mock draft last week, and I took your boy Jalen from the U. I mean, I'm not even gonna play the soundbite, but I took him in the second round, and I'm gonna add him as my. I might even got him in the third round. I'd have to take a look as my edge rusher you told me he's gonna be a ball player so i'm taking your eye in the sky don't lie and uh going with that so uh yeah it's it's almost that draft time and and you better be on your p's and q's because i'm gonna be throwing lots of people at you we'll be talking talking football and you'd hate for me to run circles around you again i mean it, it already happened you know most this year and now you finally admit it at the end of the week so i mean it's yeah. it's uh you better be on, on point you better be watching some tape <laughs> no, I, I I don't think I have the time like you to sit there and get in the in, in film room. But <laughs> look, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely be you know, me putting those fillers out there, calling some uh some guys I know from around the league. And there you go. Know, you you got the inside out. track on me, Griffka. Let me ask you this. Like Benny comes on every week talking about toughness, talking about um, how he used to get in people's grill in the locker room and how he didn't just accept some of this poor football we've been seeing from the Lions. I, I think I can speak for you and set you up with this question. Like, don't don't the Lions need some dogs, D.A.W.G.s uh, like Benny Blades? Don't we need some guys that come out there, don't play this weak football that like we've been watching, uh, grab somebody by the collar if they have to? Isn't that what we need? Yeah, they need some dogs, but they also need some superstars as well. Yeah, like you said, talent and and that mentality, I think, is when it, is what is going to get it going. So there you go, Benny. You fix the Lions. You fix the Canes. Uh, we talked about two horrible topics here to start the show, but it's been a tough season. We still BLEAV, though, all day, every day. And uh, now, for everybody listening, I'm going to kind of turn it over to my buddy Grifka. Like I say, um, great guy. I'm glad to have him on the show. And kind of let him uh, and Benny talk directly. I'm going to kind of lay back. Might have to drop a sound bit. Might have to jump in if Griffith gets uh, too off track. And I'm hoping that Benny gives him a hard time like he does to me. So, Griffith, the floor is yours, sir. Go ahead. Um, fire off a question to Benny or tell him about a memory uh, from back when you, you were watching. He was he was hit playing on that gridiron. I, I, I don't know where to start. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm just kind of all over the place. I'll try to keep it cool. But like I said, I remember Benny Blades. He was one of my favorites on those on those teams at the, at the U in the mid-'80s. I mean, that team just stacked with players, man. I mean, what that defense had, you know, what Jerome Brown and Russell Maryland, you know, Daniel Stubbs, you know, Bob McDowell back there with you. And the yeah. offense, I mean, I mean, Vinny Testaverde was there, Alonzo Highsmith, Melvin Branton, and then – you guys probably had one of the greatest wide receiving cores of all time. I mean, three draft picks and the, you know, in the first round and, you know, in the top of the second, and, you know, that's what uh, Brett Perriman was one, your brother, Brian, and then my favorite player on the offense, number 47, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. I mean, you guys were just stacked and you had this bravado. And I'm just like, as a little kid from, you know, the Selma, Michigan, and you guys were on TV and I love the way you guys just danced and, you know, and, and the way you just took it and, you know, and, and my, I guess my first question to you guys, you guys had so much talent and, and you always hear the stuff, you know, like, oh, you just can't strap the helmets on. You have to like take everybody seriously. Now, was there a games or games where you guys just threw on the helmets? You're like, we're, we're taking these guys behind the shed. You know, this game is going to be done, you know, before <laughs> halftime, you know, were there games like that? You guys knew it. Even like, I'm talking like the rivalry games where you guys were taking on like Florida, or Florida state or somebody like that. We're like, they're like, they don't have the talent. We're just going to go out there and crush them. Did you guys have games like that? Matter of fact, we we had a game, uh, I want to say, might have been my junior year. We played against the University of Florida. And everybody knew, uh, well, you guys are probably a little younger, Kerwin Bell. For whom the bell tolls, they thought he was going to come down to Miami and just throw all over our secondary so of course when you take something personal, oh man, that was a beat down of epic proportion. The score ended up being 41 to 
what, two or four? No, it was four because we gave them two safeties because the snapper <laughs> snapped the ball over the punter's head. There was no way back then, Grifka, you were going to come to South Florida. This is why I say that you need to come back and start recruiting kids from South Florida. Howard Snellenberg and Jimmy Johnson drew a line from West Palm Beach down. All of us had been competing against each other, just beating the dog crap out of each other, whether it be track, basketball, football, all throughout high school, all throughout our youth years. So we all just got together and say, let's just get together to beat the crap out of everybody around the country. So when you get a, a bunch of guys, all of us from inner city, if you put maybe all 100 of us together, Grifka, our families probably will combine, probably made less than you know $100,000. I mean, it was, we were just poor as crap. So we were going to do anything we could to get up out of the ghetto. So that's why when, you, when we brought in Jimmy Johnson, Griffin, how many times a coach going to come in the locker room the first day he steps on campus and he says, look to your left, look to your right. One of you, son of a, will not be here at the end of the spring practice. You didn't want to be that person that was not going to be there. Because you didn't want to go back to the environment you came from. So our practices, week in and week out, was tougher than the games. He made us earn every freaking play in practice in order to play in the games. So man, we just, we didn't care. At halftime, we was losing. Where did that throwing up the four came from? Came from the U. Everything y'all seeing nowadays came from what originated from the U. <laughs> it all originated from the U. <laughs> Don't um, throw up the four fingers. That means we're going to kick your bleep, bleep, bleep in the fourth quarter because it ain't no way. We can't go back home because we had every thug that was going to whoop our backside if we came home and we lost. That's, all about how, that. that's, how, that's it, how you it, got invented, Griff. <laughs> then, now, forever, it's all about that you. It's all about the you. It's all about the you. I mean, you know it's all about that you, Benny. Now, when Grifka's asking these questions, like if he repeats himself ten million times or asks you something that that is just ridiculous, I, I'm giving you free reign to just uh, let loose. I'm I'm a buddy Grifka here. Don't don't let him get away with anything. But uh, first question about the U that seemed appropriate. You know, gr uh, just great great stories, great intensity by Benny. That's what I expect. Grifka, step your game up. What else you got? Just uh, one more quick question about the U because I know. People want to call and listen to your lines, and I love, you know, watching watch you play for the Lions. So want to get a couple stories of those too. But one quick question: You talk about the bravado that the you had, you know, your teams had, and I remember watching the uh, thirty for thirty, and Jimmy Johnson said that, you know, he, he, he let you guys. I don't want to say do what you guys did, and he got he let you do that. But did you guys kind of know what limit you had with him? Like you guys can only take it so far before coach is going to chew us out or really cost the team. Did you guys have that mentality on the defense saying, hey, we know what we can do and coach won't get mad at us. And did you know that limit? Just like a, a stern father, you you knew what what the breaking point was. We're going we gonna to say that because Jimmy was one of those stern coaches that he'll come in the locker room, he'll tell you, hey, guys, you can do whatever you just be kids. But as long as we win. When he said that, as long as you win, you just knew how far you were gonna, you know, you, you could take things. Let, 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 let me give you an example. Now, we were up. I, I, I'll never ever ever forget this. We were up against Maryland. Jimmy wasn't, that was his first year there. Was up against Maryland, 31 to crap at halftime. Cool. We end up losing that game. I've never seen a white guy turn beat red as Jimmy did that <laughs> day. He was like one of those little devils. I mean, he was furious. 
He said, you guys ever play like again? I'm sending all of you home. Oh, shoot. Like I said before, we just knew there's no way we can go back to the environments that we came from. So that's why that next year we lost one game. <laughs> the next year we lost one game. The following year we went undefeated. We just didn't want to hear or even think about the wrath of Jimmy. We, 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 I mean, it's, it's almost like letting your father down. You just didn't, you just didn't want to have that. That's, gosh, that was, uh, it's still like knowing that, uh, what you guys can do and what can't do. So you don't feel the wrath of the coach, but you guys still did a lot. You guys still did a lot of dance and everything. And I think that's why I love that you team so much. Cause it's just like, cause even like when I was in high school and, and they're like, we tried doing anything like that. Me and my teammates, you know, coaches were pulling us off to the side by the face mask yelling at us, you know, but you know, like you said, you guys were winning. So that, I guess it's a different yeah. when, when you guys are winning. So yeah, like, you know, the thing is Griff, what, what, what happens is, I, I, I tell people, you know, because of that era, all the NCAA says, here's the standards, what you cannot do. They just took four or five hurricane highlights and said, just don't do any of this stuff. So it became the no fun league, like the NFL. I mean, it, for me, it's so disheartening when I talk to my nephew now. I says, look. If you're going to get beat, just reach out and grab the guy's face mask and try to give him, you know, try to snatch his helmet off instead of giving up the touchdown. Man, we don't play like that no more. The hell with that? Why give up a touchdown? If you're going to see me on ESPN, I used to always, in the back of my mind, play with the, the concept. I don't want to hear, dun, 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 dun. oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, hey Grifka, before before you ask your next one i just want to say benny when Grifka said something about his playing days i just want you to know when i've been telling you the last few weeks that i'd be able to throw a ball up over the top of you nowadays and 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 get you beat deep that that's not with Grifka on my team uh, i'd be i'd be i need a kid from south florida to run that route to get past you i, I can't have Grifka on my side for that one not blocking for me and definitely not out wide running so i just wanted to state that Griffka, why is he giving you a hard time? <laughs> I'm sure you could take Derek behind the woodshed and just whoop him. <laughs> Griffka, are you there? Did we lose you? Did you cut Griffka off? <laughs> I, I didn't mute him. I always want to, but I don't know what's going on right now. It's like the first time he's ever went silent. Yep, he's gone. <laughs> He, I, I talked a little trash, told him he couldn't be on my team, and he left. So I, I don't know. We'll get he him just, back. No, he just hit the, okay, I'm over here. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to Derek anymore. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Griffka, are you there? So, yeah, sorry, man. You guys beeped out, man. So uh, I had to go uh, reconnect <laughs> my internet. You beeped out. I, I told you you couldn't be on my team because I need somebody that can beat Benny Blades on a seven route, and that's not you. And then Benny Blades uh, hammered you or me. I don't even know what he did, and you just left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the last I heard. It's like, it couldn't be Grifka, and then it's just like, Doop, you guys are gone. I was like, oh, no, man. Oh, <laughs> so, my goodness. So, Grifka, I, I told Derek, I said, you could still take him behind the woodshed and whoop him. <laughs> And, come on, like I beat Grifka up twice a week. It's what we do on our other show, and 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 now Benny, you you try to do that to me, and I'm trying to fight back against you every week. So it evens out. It's so hey, hey it's okay. I told you, you are the GM of the show. But to me, I used to always go up to my GM, Chuck Schmidt, <laughs> you know, and just give him a little poke every now and then, let him know, hey, look at bro. I need that bag. Drop that bag. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, that's great. See, see the respect I get on this show, Grifka. You never called me the. You never gave me the GM credit. You always want to act like you know more than me when it comes to players in the draft. We all know that's not true. Well, I mean, you know about as much as Chuck Schmidt. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Chuck Schmidt once told Barry Sanders, just because you're the best player on the team doesn't mean you need to be the best paid. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, because he was trying to save some money for Benny for 36. I mean, it sounds like a smart man <laughs> no, 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 to me. No, 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 look, look. I would have gladly given money to keep number 20 happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. That, that was just a sidebar. I didn't want to jump in. So Grifka got a couple of you questions off. I mean, we, we heading to the Lions playing days. Where are we going now? Yep. We're heading to the Lions now. What do you got? So, uh, okay. So the question I ask, you know, you guys strapping on your helmets, knowing that you guys were going to just, you know, kick the tail on anybody. Everybody knows in the pros that they say any given Sunday, did you guys ever feel that way against, like, in your playing days with the lines? Like, we're just going to beat these crap out of these guys. There's going to be over by halftime. And then on the flip side, was there any games where you're just like, man, we don't stand a chance this week? <laughs> For me, when I got to the Lions, it's a, it's, a, it's a tale of two different careers. Uh, I still tell people if, if I had – Dell Rogers as a coach, I'd have retired as a young man. I didn't want to play for the Lions anymore. He was a terrible coach. Just to probably about 60% of the players that were still there when he was there, I don't think they really cared about the game. The passion for the game wasn't there anymore. And I always talk to people about you can't play the game of football without having heart and passion for the game. And I, I tell you, that, that rookie season, me and Chris Billman and William White, guys that were used to winning, we were just looking at each other like, man, what the frick are we doing here? But that's what happens when you get drafted to a team who has the third pick in the draft. You got to rebuild. And that's why I keep trying to tell Derek all year long with my – Protege, Mr. Okuda, you're the third pick of the draft, baby. There's a lot that comes with that. So there's going to be a lot of Sundays you're going to, just like the great Barry Sanders, who was the fourth pick, okay? You got to go out and make things happen. So a lot of times, Grifka, when we were playing for the Lions, after that rookie season, we knew it was going to be tough sledding. Now, that 1991 Cinderella season, oh, man, after Mike Utley got paralyzed, we just knew just as a team because we held everybody at that point accountable. Everybody was held accountable from special teams to the guy who was taping your ankles. Everybody was held accountable. And so when you're held accountable to the man next to you, you just knew you just couldn't lose. And so that's why I tell everybody that was our Cinderella season because we just knew we could not lose against anybody. Now, it comes up to guys like Derek who wants to be the GM of everything. <laughs> that very next year, Chuck Schmidt got, got rid of 16 of probably the, the guys that held that team together. See, people, I mean, now special teams really don't matter. I mean, you can put anybody out there now. But I taught you that. Then, yeah, I, you had to finally teach me that. I taught you they, that. And, and Benny as the GM, I just want to say we got to turn over the roster. We can't just be having, you know, the same oh. guy that was good six years ago. We, we got to get you got to get the young blood in here. I'm sorry that it's your boy. It's your buddy. We got to let him go if he can't play. Okay. Dude, <laughs> some guys you just you just need around. <laughs> you, you, I mean – a lot, a lot of guys, I mean, you you can go right now. I know they're bad, but you can go inside that Detroit locker room. Now, guys like, um, what's his name, who just got there from Dallas, Griffin. There's no way you, you can let me. He's come, he's shown you that he's going to be a nucleus of, of a defense if you put people around them. Now, we got to find out who else is going to step forward on the defensive side of the ball. When you have talked, I want to get Griffith's take on it, on what you would do with Matthew Stafford. Now, like I told you, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a couple of years. You say, oh, no, Benny. 
You know, if he, I'm going to try to get as much as I can for him <laughs> after next year. Because you tell me, and I did go and look, look at your kid from BYU. You might have something there, Derek. You might have something there. There you go. It's, it's, it's time to time to move on. I've seen what I need to see. He's a great guy. Got time to move on. Grifka, what do you think? Yeah, I was, uh, I'm with Derek on that. Um, new coach come in, just go full rebuild, fresh start. Just take what the, uh, take the hit on the, uh, salary cap, you know, either trade, I don't want to say release, but somebody will trade for him, try to get what you can for him, but take the hit and just start, start fresh. And, and what's crazy about that, Benny, is we've done a show for two and a half years, twice a week. We probably agreed five times throughout that on everything. We we don't agree on a damn thing except for that we've seen enough of Matt Stafford. He's a good guy. He can throw it all over the yard. We know what we're getting. We just feel like now it's time to move on, get that fresh young QB, and let's just roll. I, I don't want even a, a transition period. I just want to go. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go. Benny, I, I hate to steer you back to the actual question, but I, do, I am curious to what Grifka said. Who the hell did you just show up and say, man – we are just going to beat this team down. And then who did you show up on Sunday and was like, oh, man, we don't have a chance. Kind of like the Lions did this past Saturday when we all knew they didn't have a chance against TV and TB. Who, who were a couple of those teams that you'd beat up on and that would beat you up every year? I want to hear a couple names. There was nobody that I know defensively that we just thought we just, just gonna, a team is going to come out it's going to pound it on us. You guys got to realize who I played with. And, and though, though, that's why they will be forever. I think we'll be forever indebted to one another. I played with, with, with Jerry Ball, Chris Billman, and myself. That, that was the center of that defense. Though there is no way I'm going to sit there and say, whether it be Green Bay with Brett Favre, Minnesota with Warren Moon, Tampa Bay with Cobb and Vinny Testaverde, the Chicago Bears, you know, with Neil Anderson and Mike, uh, whatever his name was. I'm Zach. There was no way in our division, we were just going to sit there and say, they're going to come out, oh, we're so afraid of that. Are you freaking kidding me? We didn't fear any of those guys in our division. And so okay. every year, every year, we just, look, we're not fearing any of those teams. Now, did we think we were just going to go out and be a cakewalk? Guys, think about the era in which we played, even as great as number 20 was. I mean, they were like, the, the scoreboard up with 40-something points a few games. Then some games, I mean, we played <laughs> in a game one time where the offense didn't get a first down until the third quarter. <laughs> so, I mean, we just didn't know which side the offense was going to show up from week to week, as great as they were. And so we didn't fear anybody. Nor did we think we just going to just step on the field and blow out everybody. I mean, we just knew every week it was going to be tough sledding. We just had to throw on our big boy pants and show up to play. Interesting. I I know Grifka is going to fire us more questions, so I don't want to get into you into it with you, Benny. But I call a little BS on that because I I guarantee you. Oh, I guarantee there were games where you're like, oh, man, here comes Cincinnati or one of those teams that were never good back in the day. And you're just like, man, we're just going to roll over this team. I'm going to I'm going to do whatever I want on defense, make a couple big hits, get myself on SportsCenter, and do whatever you do. And then there was weeks like I don't know what your worst record was with the Lions, but the Lions going in this last game against the Vikings. I doubt you're coming on, if you're on this team now, you're coming in going, hey, we got a couple players on defense. We're, we're not scared of this team. You're probably coming in going, hey, I'm going to get to the pay window, but this ain't going to be fun on Sunday. You know what? We we had a game, I want to say, it might have been Christmas night. We played down here in Miami. It was a meaningless game. But for guys like me who was from Miami and guys like Chris Spielman who just – 
play for the love of the, of the game. There were guys that, you know, well, I got an injury. I'm not going to play tonight. It really didn't mean anything. You should have saw that, that plane on the way back. I don't even know why the heck you brought yourself down to Miami for the, for the sunshine that night. You shouldn't get paid because that's just the way we held each other accountable. Why go get paid? Why go to the pay one? Don't go to the pay wonder. Don't even pay him. He mailed it in. Don't pay him. And that's how we held each other accountable. And we said that in the locker room, on the plane home. Bruh, if they pay you, they, you, you stealing. You just stole money. <laughs> like this is this is why I need Benny to to meet the current Lions. Griff could give him this talk as well as uh you know tell a couple people that we know on that offense and that defense that uh, they've been stealing from the team for a while and get them straight. But uh like I said, I just jumped in there for a second. Griff could uh go ahead. What else you got for Benny? This is good stuff. Yeah. Um, as you say on the show, you know Derek's the GM. You're the player. So for this episode, I'm going to be the fan asking the player and kicking their brain. So my question is with where the Lions are at right now, the last couple games going into the game on Sunday, what is like, what's on the mind of like, you know, the veterans, those young players, those bubble players, like the veteran that knows that's going to be here next year. You know, let's say somebody like, gosh, I'm trying to think of somebody who knows they're going to be somebody like Taylor Decker or Trey Flowers. And they know they're going to be here next year. You know, one of those bubble players, like trying to put some, something good on tape, what's going through their mind right now, preparing for this last game that they know that's meaningless to both the lions and the Vikings. Well, for, for, for those guys, like I just told you, I gave you uh, a recap of how guys like, and, and now, Chris Spillman, who has the ear of the owner. I guarantee he's looking at those guys who are bubble players and, and guys who are solid returners for next year. Chris is looking at those guys. Let me see who's going to mail it in or who's going to give it their all for the Detroit Lions. Me and Derek always talk about, what is it, Derek? One pride. Oh, yeah. One pride. Now, if you're that bubble player, are you mailing in the Minnesota Vikings game? Because now you're interviewing not only for Chris Spielman and Miss Kemp, but you're interviewing for a new coach and a new GM. So whatever you decide, for those guys who are solid players and they know they're going to be there next year, just me talking as a player. Please don't do that when you now when you got Chris Billman roaming around the Lions organization. Don't don't mail it in. Benny, I, I think what Grifka was asking was we know you didn't, but were there some teammates? Are there people that are on the bubble or not that had their bags packed, had those I seventy five eyes that last little bit of the season? And were those the guys that you choked out in the locker room? I think that's what he was trying to ask. I told you, we, we, we had those guys. We had those guys. Look, <laughs> I want to say 1990, okay, I got hurt in 93. I came back in 94. 1995, I myself was one of those bubble kind of guys because Chuck thought I was getting older in the game. So, you know, we're going to find a replacement for Benny Blades. So when you, when you, when you get those guys, we had a guy who had already packed up his house a month before the season ended. Wow. He had already mailed it in. I'm not going to call any names, but he had already mailed it in. So me being me, I said, bro, just don't even come around the, the facilities. Because you, you don't care. <laughs> so we know you're going to get your check. Every Monday is going to be in, 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 in your little envelope, either in your, in your stool, on your stool, <laughs> or in, in, your, in your mailbox. Don't even come around the locker room. Because it makes guys like me, who are bubble guys, 
feel a certain kind of way. So, like I'm, 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 I'm trying to answer this question as delicately <laughs> as possible. Okay, that's not what we want. But no, I no, I get, no, I get no, what you're Derek, Derek, Derek. <laughs> I'm trying to save some guys' jobs around there. Because I'm telling you, listen to me. I'm telling you, if those guys really listen to our show, I'm telling you, do not mail in the season. When you got a guy like Chris Billman walking around, I'm, I'm telling you, don't do it. That, that's what I'm saying. Little, uh, we we no. have that toughness and accountability with 54 in there. Just imagine right. if 36 and 54 were in the building. I mean, nobody get away with anything up there. Be be I'm something else. I'm, I'm writing on my little pad, Benny, to ask you about when you rough somebody up in the locker room. You don't have to give names, but I'm going to ask you that here in a future show. Grifka, we only got time for a couple more. Um, we got to get Benny out of here. Benny's running South Florida. He's He's got like a couple schools he's running these days. He's running camps out at the local park with all the young up-and-coming Miami Hurricane talent. I mean, this guy's a busy man. He's got lots of business propositions going on, but he loves talking football. So uh, fire a few more or, or let's go, and then we got to get him up out of here. I also want to hit real quick on Vikes and a little bit of just – what the heck happened this season? I want to hear what Benny put put it in a capsule, maybe a couple sentences of what happened this year for the Detroit Lions. So go ahead, Griff. Okay. I'll, I'll do two two more questions. This this one, once again, is from the fans' perspective. Now, there's a lot of people out there calling Jeff Okuda a bust, and, and what bugs me, I, I read stuff like when the Lions drafted, was it Eric Ebron, that tight end, really high. I hated the pick. Derek knows it. And then as he went along and he didn't perform so well, kind of like some of the other draft picks, something that comes up, I hear fans saying, is just like, well, he can't help but the Lions drafted him so high. Now, do the players look at it that way as well? It's just like, well, we can't help it that they drafted him so high. We can't help it. He's not as good. Now, do the players in the locker room think that's crap or do the guys like try to take him under his wing and say like, here, man, this is kind of the way, or is it one of those things where, you're kind of with the fans. Oh, we can't help it. He's, he's junk. You know, let him go. Well, from a, a player's perspective and trying to answer the way of how a fan feels about it, uh, I, 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 it it's, it's very tough. That's a tough question to answer, Grifka, to be honest with you, because I, I tell people like this. As a player, you really can't help the order that you were drafted in. You know, you, you, you look at some organizations, they don't like top five picks ever because it's, it's a hit or miss. Because a guy can be a superb NCAA player. I don't care what division he played in, he could be superb. And they get to the National Football League and He's just that. He's a bust. Eric Ebron, you brought him up. Uh, I watched that, I watched that kid in college, and I was like, there's no way I would have drafted him that high. For me, just from a player, player to player, I, I wouldn't have. You know, because he was a – he reminded me, I, I told Derek before, of another player that we drafted when I was there in John Ford. Anytime you get a 50-50 receiver that can catch only 50% of his balls, I'm not drafting you that high. That's just me personally from a player's perspective. And I'm sure a lot of the fans feel the same way. So, Benny, let, let me jump in and ask you this quick follow-up. You were taking but, third over you were taking third overall. I'm sure you had a chip on your shoulder as well as a, I'm going to show them that I was worth the third pick and that I'm a, I'm the third best player, if not the best player in that draft. That's the way you played. Did you also, like, in the back of your head as years went on and they took people, you could tell pretty quick that either they couldn't play or that was going to hurt the team on, the, on some of the early picks they made? Or did you just kind of focus on what you wanted to do or what you were doing and not worry about these other guys that were coming in that maybe couldn't play like, like Benny Blades could? No, Derek, I, I used to always, as a player, you pay attention to the draft and who they're picking and what, how high they get picked and what position they get picked. 
you look at all of that, but when we're talking about myself, there, when I left the University of Miami, like I said before, I had lost in three years less than four games. So when I got picked as the third pick, I, I said, man, that team was horrible last year. I'm going into a situation to where I have to prove, and I have, I'm going to keep saying, and that's why I, I still try to prove myself to the people of Detroit because I, it's a blue-collar town. So for ever, every down that I went out and I played, I wanted to show them that I was always worthy of being the third person picked in that year's draft. It always set and resonated in the back of my mind. I got to prove this town that I'm worthy of being here. Now we fast forward in today's game. I can't tell you what these kids nowadays are thinking about because if you give me a four year deal and 16 of it is guaranteed, I don't know how much I really like the game, you know? And so that has to come down to heart and desire. How much do you really want to play the game if they're giving you $16 million guaranteed? Now, when you're playing for $85,000 like we played for, bro, I'm going to bust your head to the white meat because I got kids to feed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. Hey, Grifka, uh, let's go with your last one. But I just want to tell you both, thank goodness for the mute button because I took a little drink uh, here on the other end and I almost choked to death. So I hit the mute button. I've been like... <laughs> Choking the last 10 minutes. Benny, you almost had to have a new co-host. I'm not saying Grifka could fill in for me, but you almost had to because I almost uh, almost uh, went on to the afterlife there by choking to death here on the other end of the line. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> okay. Um, here's, here's my last question. Now, this one, Benny, you, you brought the lumber on so many hits. My question is, what's the hardest you've ever been hit? where it was either like a block you didn't see come in or, you know, in college or high school or whatever. And after the hit, you know, the one where you had to get the number of the truck that hit you, did you think about retaliating at some point going, I'm getting that guy back or, you know, number 53 or whatever. I'm hunting that guy down. You know what? I get asked this question all the time. And it's so funny because the hardest hit that I dished out was the hardest hit that knocked me out of the game. <laughs> We will play Green Bay, play, and you can pull it up. It was in Lambeau Field. I went to go hit Don Beebe. I had him lined up. I said, I got him. I got him. Boom. Next thing I woke up, the little Tweety Birds was around my head like, who the heck hit me? I mean, <laughs> Brett Perriman, you know, before, you know, he had his about what he's going through. He still used to call me up every year. He said, what's your name? Batman. <laughs> because I knocked my own stuff out of the game. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay, that's all I got. That's I, I appreciate the time and answering the questions. It's been a real joy and pleasure talking to you, Benny Blades. Like I say, one of my favorite players, even from the U. Loved watching you guys. Loved watching you in the Honolulu Blue. You know, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Oh, my pleasure, Grifka. My pleasure. Well, like you say, uh, that was fun. I think everybody liked listening to that. I know, um, I think I've told Benny, but I know me and Grifka talked like uh, – he would just always tell me about uh, how good Benny Blades was. I was before, you know, I was a, a diehard Lions fan. And then, you know, when I got the call that I was going to be doing the, the Believe Podcast Network, and then all of a sudden I saw the name Benny Blades pop up, you know who the first call was to, and that was to Griff Guy. I said, you're not going to believe this. And he was like, what? I was like, you might need to sit down, bro. And uh, I said, we're going to do this show with you. And, like, I remember being real nervous and being real buttoned up the first couple shows with you, Benny, and then um, just getting to know you and laughing and having some fun arguments here on the show has been tremendous. So I was like, man, I got to get Grifka on and let him talk with Benny because he's such a good dude and it's fun to talk football with him. And that will just make Grifka's – that will be, like, my Christmas present 
to Grifka for all the hard work he puts in on our podcast and, and something that it's just crazy how it lined up. Like one of his favorite players, college and pro, and a guy that I now get to do a show with every week, which is really fun for me, um, all coming together. So small world, but I think that was great to get you guys together and have you um, both chatted up on the show today. So really appreciate that. That was good stuff. Definitely. Cause see, I, see Derek, I had to get you out your comfort zone. It's okay. Right. I told you, you don't, you didn't have to be all tight lipped with me. You know right. what I told you, Grifka? Just be yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous. Like Derek's like, here, I'm going to tell you when to chime in. And I was just like, I could feel my heart like start pumping. I could start feeling the sweat. <laughs> my hands were getting all, my palms were getting all sweaty. And I was just like, gosh, you know, it was like, and I could remember, it was like, like I said, when I met you, I felt like the same way, man. Heart was racing. I'm like, one of my favorite players. I could talk about one of my favorite players. I don't get starstruck too much. I'm not one of those people that just sees like anybody and get like, you know, I'm screaming like a little girl, man. But, but Benny Blades getting the chance to talk to you, just, it, just awesome. Okay, okay, Griffka, you, you're ruining your street cred right now with Benny Blades. You, you gotta, you gotta come on maybe six months from now and talk junk to him like I do. But uh, like I say, everybody out there listening, I think love this show. Uh, it's been a tough one for the Lions. So before we get out of here, I mean, Benny, everybody loves your predictions. Usually, you you throw out, you know, the Lions are gonna win by four and a half or something weird no. like that, and then you don't throw a score out. It's just incredible to hear the score predictions from Benny Blades. So what the heck's gonna happen in this Viking? game final game I'm, I'm 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 going with Griffith this week i'm going with the over whatever the over <laughs> is i'm going with the over it don't look <laughs> i mean if and, you're taking, watch, if you're taking that watch, over griffin watch what's going to happen the minute i go with the over the lions defense is going to decide to play but i'm just hoping dalvin cook for my fantasy league gets over 100 yards i'm not going to lie to you He's not playing this week. <laughs> he ain't playing. No, no he had uh, he had a family a family death, so actually he's not playing. Sorry, yeah, switch his father, his, his father passed away today, so that uh, condolences oh. to Dalvin Cook and South Florida boy, right, Benny, one of your guys. Yes, sir. So yes, yep, sir. He, Even though he's a Seminole, it's okay. You know, born born and bred in South Florida. So yeah. Yep, so he, he won't be out there for your team. But like you said, I think you guys are smart. You might want to take that over to the betonline.ag. I was trying to pull it up and see what we got here. But, uh, you know, I I just think it's going to be another real tough game, even without Dalvin Cook in there. I, I expect a lot of points from Kirk Cousins and Jefferson and all those guys. And, I mean, if I had to put a score on it, probably like 35 for the Vikings and you know, if if Matt Stafford doesn't play, which who knows, you know, he like always wants to play. Nobody really wants him to play because we want the draft pick yet. If we got to watch Chase Daniel and uh, David Blau out there, it's not going to be fun football to watch. So, I mean, assuming Stafford doesn't play, I'm giving the Lions probably like, you know, 14 points. So, you know, uh, another 20 point plus loss is kind of what I'm thinking, unfortunately. And if they rise up and win this game, Benny, that's going to be no good either. Cause I'm about to hear everybody in Detroit yeah. complain about how we ruined the draft pick. Why did we win a game? Even though like me and Grifka always battle it out that I want the good draft pick, but I do like a win. So if they did win and put on a good performance, I mean, I wouldn't be really happy, but we haven't won in so dang long. What's it been like four five, six weeks now? It wouldn't be bad to end the season on a W either. So I don't expect it's going to happen, but the Lions are, you know, uh, plus seven. So a seven point touchdown, I'm doubling that up at least, you know, 14 or more, I would say is what it, I think it's going to be. But Benny, s- sum it up here. We're heading into the final game. We'll probably do a show next week where we kind of recap it. But um, you, you said earlier how you might fix them. I mean, just where you at heading into this final game to close out the show with the Detroit Lions? Well, I'm I'm hoping my my new GM Lewis Riddick, pray 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 pray, Lewis Riddick, <laughs> is to have his first draft pick, and it'll be either the fourth or the fifth pick in the draft. All depends. All depends. <laughs> you know that's why you know. Look, I, I don't want to draft eighth or ninth, so that's why I don't want to win. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I still believe in the Lions, but I'd rather have pick four or five, and that way we can get that quarterback you want from BYU. So let, let me ask you this: this is two. This is two bits of breaking news right here. Benny Blades, have have you made a phone call 
to number 54 at all about uh, what you're seeing out there on the football field. Yes or no? No, not yet. No, not no. yet. Okay. Se- second part of breaking news. If we pick in the, in the top five or somewhere in that range and, and Zach Wilson, my guy from BYU is there and your boy from, I mean, I don't know. He, he's, he's from the U he's with those canes. Gregory Russo, the defensive end is on the board. Who are we going with Benny? If you can, if no, you can make the pick. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, much as I love to you, I got to get a, like you guys say, we got to get a quarterback in there for the future. Ooh, ooh, you surprised me there. Unbelievable. Uh, and, and I know me. Uh, like I said, as much as I love my canes, it comes around every blue moon that a quarterback of this guy's caliber is going to be there. So, you know, we got we got to you know, scoop him up right now. Ooh, Benny Blades is soul. I, I told him you went and watched some tapes. Sounds really strong. Yeah. Like you're on board with Zach Wilson. So we will see if he's there. <clears throat> and uh, and like you say, they got to get things turned around. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Benny, you've been real generous with your time. I had Grifka on. Grifka, I know this was a highlight for you. I thought it was a fun show. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Lions against the Vikings. And me and Benny will come back and talk about it next week. So Grifka, you got anything else before we get up out of here? Anything else you want to thank Benny one more time or say anything else tremendous before we ha- sign out? Just once again, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, you know, Mr. Blades, it was it was great to talk to you. And Derek, really thank you for inviting me to the show. Oh, appreciate it. Mr. Blades, uh, just like you call every player Mr. Okuda, Miss, <laughs> Mr. Okwara. Benny, I know you know how to close out this show with a little energy. Give me a little something. Give a little people something to B-L-E-A-V in as we close out the show. You want to know something, something Derek? You oh, want to yeah. know something, something? What you, what you got? <laughs> I'ma always believe in the Lions. Always. But this week, go Vikes. Pick number five. <laughs> there it is, everybody. Energy, the proclamations from Benny Blades coming in left and right. You got a BLEAV in the Lions and uh, see what happens here in this final game. So, um, everybody, take care. Thank you so much for listening. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect, and I'm a demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.